Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of most ages? Hello, welcome back to another episode of Raw and Unscripted with yours truly, Christopher Roush, your No Excuses Coach, where I help you overcome the self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. And wow, we have an amazing guest for you tonight. Literally think about the female version of me, and that's what you can expect out of our, out of our guest tonight. Uh, I'm just super pumped to bring her to you. She was on one of our other shows, uh, Rainbows in Real Life, with my other co-host, Pamela Aubrey. And I was so taken by her energy, her enthusiasm, her authenticity, her ability to articulate what passionate messages she has in her heart based on her experience and how you know, together tonight, we're going to help you guys reformulate your mindset to make sure that you're not in a victim mindset, that you're in a victor, victor mindset. You know, at the time of the taping of this show, we're still going through the COVID-19 situation. We still got the social injustices going on in the world. We've got the politics, you know, the presidential election coming up. So there's a lot of stuff going on in the world and people are really feeling weighed down by a lot of this stuff. So our goal with this show every single week is to come to you and somehow bring you a little bit of uh, inspiration, motivation, education that, that guides you to take action this week on what it is that you can do to be responsible for your own life. And you've heard me say it before, I'm the no excuses coach. So get ready, buckle your seatbelt, because we're going to be having a great time tonight, just riffing back and forth about what we can do to get unstuck. Maybe at the time of this taping, you've been dealing with COVID and, and you've gotten lazy and you've gotten complacent and you keep thinking and hoping and wishing and praying that something's going to change. And, you know, the, the point of this show tonight is to help you get unstuck and to figure out what it is that you can take responsibility for so that you can start really living versus existing. And that's what both my guests and I are super passionate about is the fact that you have to take charge of your life. You have to jump into your life. You have to, you know, free fall into something that you don't know what's going to happen. But at the end of the day, you, you know, you're going to survive and you're not only going to survive, you're going to thrive. You know, that's why we bring this energy to you every single week so that you can take action on it. But listen, I know a lot of you guys watch this and I know a lot of you guys get pumped up, but the most important thing is to take some notes, you know, take some actionable items that you can sit there and say, okay, listen, I'm going to implement that tomorrow. A lot of what we're going to talk about is easy stuff that's just shifting your mindset and the language that you use on yourself. But some of this stuff may be a little bit bigger for you, but we want you to plan that out. We want you to have that excitement and that exuberance of saying, hey, that was then, this is now, I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to fucking bring it to life. I'm not going to be a bitch to my life anymore. And so with that, I would love to introduce you all to Miss Johanna Godinez. Johanna, how are you? I'm doing super well. How are you today? I'm on fire, baby. I'm on fire. I'm so excited to have you here on the Raw and Scripted show. Um, from our conversation before, I just want to continue that energy. Mm. You and I were going back and forth and along with Pamela, you know, just talking about life. And like I said, at the top of the show, you know, we're still going through COVID. We still got a lot of things going on in the world. And one of the ways I've been talking with guests lately is just asking them how, how they've processed this time in their lives. I mean, it's been obviously yes. a time of, um, of, of separate, separate, separateness, separateness. I was like trying to spell it in my head, you know, being away from other people, not having that physical contact, you know, not having our jobs not having our normalcy. How has that been for you as, you know, as, as a fellow coach and as a fellow mover and shaker, how has this time been for you? Oh, well, first of all, thanks for having me. It's always so awesome to get to talk to you. Um, you know, it's, it's been a shift for most of my business. Thankfully, part of my business has already been um, online since I moved here from the East Coast and I kept a lot of my clients from the East Coast. But part of my business specifically was working on programming for fitness centers. So 
I don't see that coming back soon, anytime soon. Um, I, and I'm okay with that. So I'm just shifting and moving forward and doing what I can with what I've built and then attempting to build what I have even bigger so that we can connect with more people, which is what we're here for. Awesome. 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 So what have been some of the biggest learning lessons for you during this time? Has it been, has it been hard for you or has this been something that you're normally not as, uh, uh, as extra extroverted out there, or has this been a tough time for you? Uh, it's been on the tougher side just because I'm more of a face-to-face -face person. Um, so getting used to being so disconnected has taken a second. I'm used to feeling people's energy. I, I, count on my intuition a lot and it's harder when you don't feel someone next to you and you're talking to them really to get their full spectrum so um that part's been hard um and again having a big part of my business now shifted means that i need to make big shifts right so that's also put me in a place where i had to look at things that maybe i wasn't looking at before and even though that's been challenging, I think that's been where the most growth and most amazingness has come from. So, um, you know, one of the things that we were talking about was about how we need to start taking ownership of, of the things that we have going on. And I feel like a lot that's happening right now, if we focus on the problem and we don't look at the solutions, we are unable to move forward. It, it's, it's one of those things where like yoga has been so big in my life because it helps me focus. And that focus starts on my mat and in my meditation, but I carry it on through so that I can use it with anything else that I'm working on. And I feel like right now it's, it's about learning, okay, how do I become aware of what I'm looking at and what do I want to be looking at? So that I can, when I become aware, shift that and start to work on my mindset, on my focus, on the things that I want to manifest, not the things that are already not working. Um, I, I know that's really woo-woo, the law of attraction, whatever, but I totally, I'm a firm believer. I've seen it in my life. The more that you sit in your crap, the more that that crap stinks. I mean, that's just, <laughs> I, I, I can't really say it any other other way. So in order to get out of it, you got to get up and move forward. And, and the only way to do that is to shift your mindset, shift your focus and start to look at, look for solutions, make opportunities there. They may not be out there, but if you're looking for them, they, you will find them. Have you always been this way, Johanna? Have you always been that person that looks for the light versus the dark or the look up at the sky versus the mud? Or is this something that has recently come about when you started doing yoga? Have you always been like this? Uh, I think yoga has just helped me understand where it comes from and what it means and how I can use it. Uh, but I believe that the way that I was raised, um, I was a very wild child. I did whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. My no. parents lost control over my actions very early in life. But it's because I grew up with adults. As an only child, I was consistently surrounded by adults and it, having adult conversations. So at 11, 12 years old, I was an adult. Like I was traveling by myself. I was hailing cabs. I was doing things that most kids that age are not allowed to do. Not that they can't do it. And some of them may not be mature enough. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not blind to the fact that not all kids mature at the same rate. But at that age, and because of the way that I was raised, fortunately, I could 
take action. And there were some mistakes made along the way. And those helped me understand that actions have consequences. But it's better to... Oh, I did go to prison, but not because I did anything wrong. I went to prison to help prisoners. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, damn, I was joking, but I was like, okay, whoops. No, no, have never gone to, may have gotten arrested, but no, I've, I've never gone to prison. Um, and, uh, but it was one of those things where you start to understand where do I want my life to go? How do I want to see the world? Um, how do I want the world to see me? What kind of, what, what do I want to leave behind? Um, and once you start thinking about those bigger things, it was very quickly that I knew that there was something that I needed to do that had to do with elevating people to, and, and that's meant a lot of different things in my life and, and for others and for people around me. And it's evolved very much so over the years, but it's always been just a part of me to take charge and lead people. So I taken that and and used it as much as I can to help others take charge of themselves um and in COVID I'm not gonna lie the clients I've gotten during COVID it's been the most fun that I've ever had working with people because of the opportunities that you can that you can discover uh that you may not be thinking of just because you weren't in this situation where you had to be put in this position to think outside the box so you, you can say that it's horrible that all of this is happening, but it's happening for a reason there. And there's a lot of opportunities happening. And I think people need to wake up to the fact that we can't always be looking outside to save ourselves. It starts within. Uh, and, I, and, and that's what this is. I'm hoping helping us do. Uh, I don't think some people are getting it, but hopefully the more time that passes and the more the shit flies, the more they'll start understanding it and reflecting on it and getting on the bandwagon of like, oh man, I have no control over anything out here. Oh crap. Right. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? I mean, we sit there and people, when it first started, people said, I want to go back to normal. I'm like, <laughs> what is, what is normal? You know, that certainty, that comfort zone, that complacency, that mediocrity, you know, I'd sit there and look at this and you and I share the same vision, the mm. same vision on that is the fact that, okay, this is happening for you. This is a, this is the, this is like a timeout to say, wake up, ladies and gentlemen, like you were saying, you got to be resourceful. Let me ask you a question. What do you think is the greatest motivator for people, given the fact that you're a coach and given the fact what you've been through in life, what, what do you think is the greatest motivator for people to change when they've had, when they've been complacent, they've been in that, oh, I don't know, you know, that fearful mindset. They didn't grow up with parents like yourself. What do you think? Crap. I hate this question. Money and fear. Really? Yeah. A lot. Yeah. When you're, when you're in the space where you're just, eh, you're not committed. Usually it's like an opportunity comes and then like the money's there and all of a sudden you're like, shit, I really have nothing to lose. It, like, and everything to win. And, and because people here, people are driven so much by that. And it's unfortunate okay. because otherwise a lot more things would get done. If it wasn't mm -hmm. because of money or fear, a lot more things would get done. So it's, it's one of those things that that's a primary thing to move you forward, but it can also be the primary thing to hold you back. So, um, yeah, because how many times do you wake up in the middle and I, with an amazing idea and instead of writing it down and taking action the next day, it's like, meh. And it's just mm -hmm. another idea that came up and went away and nothing ever happened, you know? So... And I don't know where those ideas come from, but I'm big on the fact that we are creators. So consistently things are coming into our minds that are asking us to create something. 
Um, and, and a lot of times we just, because as, as you mentioned, we just get so complacent with, with where we are or, or we're so fearful of what we have to lose um, that we decide not to move forward. Uh, but I think, I mean, again, the, like the people I'm helping right now, a lot of them have had great ideas and just haven't had an opportunity. Or haven't and, made an opportunity. Or haven't, oh, I love that. Haven't made the opportunity. And now they they just can't avoid it. It's just in their face slapping them, being like, please, please do this. This is mm -hmm. amazing. You're going to just have a great life, you know? And um, I think that that's, like I said, it's it's been a great opportunity for many people to discover that there's things needed that they can offer, that they can share with the world. Mm, so true. So true. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. When you said money and when you said money and fear, I was like, oh, wow. Cause I was thinking totally, I think one of the greatest motivators in life is pain. You know, Tony Ooh. Robbins talks about, we do things for two reasons to avoid pain or to gain pleasure. And when I read that in awaken the giant within, um, you know, it really just like slapped me upside the head. And it's like, you know, we think about, you know, people have to hit bottom. You know, I, I, I sit there and think that there's a bottom and then there's the bottom, like mm. the bottom, like you're desperate, you're suicidal, you're alcoholic, you're living on the streets, you know, you have to do something, otherwise you're going to be dead or in jail. So I look at things as, as trying to figure out a way to tie more pain proactively to people's situations now so that they're like, okay, like the pain of regret, would you regret not being there for your son and setting the example for them during this tough time? Yes or no? Yeah. Okay. So what do you need? Who do you need to be now in order to set the example for your kid as you're growing up that they look back on COVID-19 that, wow, mom or dad was really amazing during it versus mom and dad gained 45 pounds and watched, you know, Netflix while they let me play video games for 12 hours a day. Um, yes. So I'm always trying to think about how, how to inspire that proactive pain of regret. What do you think about that? Uh, no, I love it. And, and I think fear and pain can very much come together, right? Because it's like the pain of losing something or the fear of losing something. But I love that because mm -hmm. that pain, like you don't want to be in that space because we've been at a bottom. Has it been the worst bottom? Who knows? We haven't lived the rest of our lives. So it could get worse or it could get better depending on our actions, right? But right now, you know what it's been like to be there. So are you avoiding that in any way? But I definitely love the fact that, you know, bringing the family in, can be such a huge thing right now. If you are in your house, you are in your home, get together with your freaking kids. They have ideas, great ideas. Mm -hmm. Listen to them, build something together. I have a friend who's building a succulent business and his kids are responsible of taking care of and uh, whatever, when you take them apart and duplicate them or whatever like they have to do their own and they're responsible for their section and they're hoping that when all of this is over they're going to build this whole business out of it so it's 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 a thing that one they're doing as a family two it's teaching them something three it's earth so it's grounding so it's really good in a time when there's so much fear and chaos for you to ground and you can ground by walking barefoot by laying down on the grass like there's different ways that you can use to do it um, but if you're, if you're really stuck in fear, talking now in the woo -woo yoga stuff, um, so fear is, it, yeah, fear of security is, is on your root chakra, which is the very first chakra and the element is earth. So when you're feeling that space of like not feeling secure, the, the earth is what holds you up. The earth literally is giving you. It's there to support you. So lying down on earth, walking on earth, walking on the beach, on a trail, 
Um, all of that will literally help help you feel better. Your energy, your literal energy, that edginess that you're feeling, it, it helps. So um, you can take it or leave it for what it is. <laughs> no, 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 I, no, it's funny because I've been talking with a lot of my friends lately. And, you know, when I said in the opening credits of the show, that line where I said, I help people overcome their self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit, you know, only up until about three years ago, a lot of the stuff I talk about now, like the soul experience and the, and the, how many, how many experiences has our soul been here and, you know, reading, reading the untethered soul and reading the surrender experiment and yes. reading why, why me, why this, why now my coach had me read that and just really kind of understanding on a deeper metaphysical level, what is really happening here. It's not that I'm just Chris and I'm here having this life exist life existence. I'm here to learn lessons. I'm here to, to dig into whatever, pain or whatever frustration is presenting itself in my life to become bigger and stronger and to become unstoppable. So it's crazy. I, I totally get what you're saying with that because, you know, grounding is so amazing. I've gotten into meditation in the last couple of years and really, I mean, I've got the, I've got the ADHD brain on crack. So, <laughs> and, and, I'm, and I, and I, and I talk to everybody about meditation, like just Chris, just stick with it. If you can do it for 20 seconds and the next time you can do it for 25 seconds mm -hmm. and then you get up to five minutes and then you get up to 15 minutes and you get up to how, you know, you just have to keep taking those steps in, in that process. But I want to step back for a second. And, and when you were talking about working with clients, you know, you are a go-getter, I'm a go-getter, we're survivors, we're thrivers, you know, we're, we're committed people, but Talk to us about some of the people that you've been dealing with during COVID. You said it's been an exciting time. Talk to us about some of the examples where it has been exciting, where perhaps somebody was like, okay, they were just, you know, you know, just kind of going through life and whatever. And now they're just like fired up. Like, no, I don't want to work for another company and get laid off. No, I don't want to be a victim to anything else that happens about uncertainty. Talk to us about some of those experiences with us. Uh, well, you know, as, as an MBA, my, my favorite is working with new businesses. I just, I really enjoy it. I, I developed a no brain process of creating a business like i give you a checklist and you do a check b check three check and you can't f it up if you do put a check next to everything so um thanks to that um i had someone contact me who saw an opportunity in her company that was it was like a space between what they offer and what the client needs and like, of course, being in marketing and being in business, I just lit up. I was like, girl, I'm like, there's nothing like this out there. I'm like, yes, this is exactly the kind of business. This is perfect. You need no money to get it started and you can charge as much as you want because these products are like a million dollar program or um, products that go inside of other things. create something amazing that is 100% needed in her industry. So it was like, find out who your target market is, check. Find out the problem, check. Find out your competitors, there are none. Okay, this is the kind of thing that I like to work with market leaders, okay. So our issues are like, how do we price this? How do we get the people that are gonna help put this together how are we going to educate these people and train them so it's fun 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 to create like that um and i told her i'm like your ass is sitting pretty at your job you are not quitting you are in fact building this and you are going to do it first from your company and they're going you i just so my my thing is finding where people are wasting money gotcha. that's my favorite thing because if i can find where your company's wasting money 
I can charge you 80% of that and still save you money. And if that's a million dollars, I can charge you 800 grand for something that may, maybe I'll usually charge 25 grand for. Why? Because I'm still saving you money. Mm -hmm. So you don't care. You want to give it to me. Right. So that's my favorite way of setting up contracts. When I know that I can save a company X amount of money and I have proof and she's, she's got all the freaking numbers. I'm like, and I got proof. I am going for, I will save you 50%, but you have to pay me the other 50%. Mm -hmm. And has well, that been scary for these people? No, because you, mm. when, when they see how much money they save, I mean, I've never had anyone that I presented that model to say no. Not one person has ever said no. Why would they say no? You're saving me money, period. Even if it's 20, 80, who cares? I'm saving you something. And where we're talking about a lot of money, I remember when I was a fitness instructor, I started this in 2008, this model. And I went to a company and I knew that based on the uh, health insurance provider that they had, they were not taking advantage of preventative care that they could offer their employees for a discount on their premium. Yeah. And I knew what that discount was. So I went to them. I got a dietitian. I got a nutritionist. The dietitian would go in there, prick their finger and do all this stuff because she can actually, she's a doctor, she can do that. And then the nutritionist would be the one that would talk to them. And based on the dietitian's results, she would help them with their cholesterol, high blood, whatever the, the dietitian found. And then I set up their exercise and I would set it up for three months at a time. And then they would come back and check them three months later. I was making like 200 bucks an hour teaching dance classes and workout classes because of how much money I saved them. Wow. They have no issue paying you because it's not money that's coming out of their pocket. In fact, they're seeing less money coming out of their pocket. And, and now you have less turnaround. You have people with more energy. You have people who aren't absentees as much because they're healthier employees. Oh, and they look forward to staying after work. Hmm. Mm. It's insane. You develop a whole different community and a whole different way of, 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 of conducting business because you flip from only caring about your business to caring about the health of your employees. And that shifts the morale of the company. So that's how I started getting into businesses. It was through the health of the business. And then I started seeing, okay, so if I can save them money on this, how much money are they wasting on other crap? And then that was kind of now, but I don't work as much with businesses anymore. I'm working more with individuals at the moment because I feel like that's where the need is more. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. So working with individuals, building stuff, building ideas has been... Yeah, or taking care of their own stuff. Like, um, I have a client that came to me, and she has always wanted to lose weight. She's not motivated. She's, she, you know, they give you a million excuses to why they haven't been able to do it. And you know, oh, yeah. it's just that it's you need no excuses, coach. So you know that it's just excuses. Oh yeah. Um. So it, it's just getting them to understand. I need to take responsibility. And being there just enough to give them what they need tool-wise for them to learn how to deal with it themselves. Because a coach isn't someone who hangs on to someone by the hand and takes them every step of the way. I'll tell you, I, I give you free time. I even give you my first assignment free. But if I talk to you the second time and you haven't done it, I'm not working with you. 
Yes. And you can not, give, you can pay me all the money in the world. It's, it's, it has nothing to do with money. It has to do with, I'm not going to waste my time and I'm not going to waste your money. If you're not going to make it happen, I'm not going to sit here and think about you and figure out what comes next and, and create resources for you and look for resources for you. That takes my time. And if I'm going to sit there and give you all of this and you're not going to do anything with it, I'm not working with you. It, it's, it's it, because I get so frustrated that it's just, yeah. <laughs> no, I totally, I totally hear what you're saying. That's one thing I used to, I used to take anybody as a coaching client, no matter what they pay me. And then I started realizing, I'm like, they, all they want to do is say, oh, I've got a coach. They want to go tell all their friends, oh, I've got a coach, but they're not really interested in changing. It's like, oh, I'm seeing a therapist, but they see the therapist for eight years and nothing fucking ever happens. It's like, yeah. You really aren't doing the work. You're just paying the money and saying, hey, I'm trying to get help. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to improve myself. And then once I stopped taking everybody, it was like, because the same thing, I would sit there and stay awake at night and think, okay, how can I help this person? What things can I do? How can I get in their brain? How can I? And then I would show up and to the next session and be like, yeah, you know, I didn't have time to do that thing. And I'm like, on a scale of one to 10, how fucking bad do you not want to have regrets in your life? Well, you know, you kind of uh, no end of subject. Goodbye. So now I said, now I interview people before I actually take them on as a coaching client because you're right. You know, you have to be in it to win it and have that, that hunger. So what do, how do we, how do we get people to, to shift that mindset of, of, go, of being a victim most of their lives? You know, you got the people like, Oh, you know, it's the media's fault. It's my family's fault. It's my teacher's fault. It was, it's my hereditary, you know, it's, it's this and it's that. And I just, how do we get people out of that victim mindset and into, you know, not an overnight victor mindset, but what, what are some ways we can get people to start establishing their confidence and, and to, and to take this time and to really just sit there and say, okay, wow, this, this shit really isn't going to go away. This, whatever's going to happen from this is going to create something else. And it's going to create something else. But we're going to continue to deal with uncertainty. How do we get these people strong? And perhaps some of the tools that you offer your clients to, to, to help them do that. What are your thoughts? Uh, first of all, if you find yourself fighting something, you're not in flow. Being in flow means letting the universe guide you and taking the actions that make you feel literally intuitively like you're moving in the right direction. If you're in a situation and you feel like you're just skipping in butter, something has to change, right? And that's the hard part. You're just sitting there in your own tracks like Michael Jackson, moonwalking, but in the same spot, not really going forward or back, mostly moving back. So if you wake up every morning and you realize that your train of thought picked up from where you were yesterday, you are stuck in a pattern. So this is the first thing that I teach my clients. This is the realm of illusion. This actual realm where we are, where our soul is, is the realm of illusion. It's the psychic realm. And our reality is created by our experiences and our judgment of situations. So when they tell you that you can't judge things, truly, truly never judging anything is impossible because that's how we get through life and that's how we make our reality. Like you literally create your reality because of judgment of the reality. So shifting takes, once you're aware of that pattern, what is it that I want in my life? What do you want? Because this is the thing. If you're sitting there spending a shitload of time thinking about the shit that you did three months ago that you still wake up every morning thinking about, you are stuck. You're stuck skipping in butter. So take your 
take your mind, take your imagination. If nothing got in your way today, right now, what would you like to create? What would you like to do? What would fill your heart? What has hurt you that you wouldn't want to happen to anybody else? Or what has helped you grown so much that you know that sharing it with somebody else can help them grow? What problem is there out there that maybe you are facing or you see others facing that you know in you, you can solve? Sit and reflect. Because the thing is, being stuck on the past, so we are literally here for our soul to grow. Yep. When you sit in your shit, it stinks more. Seriously, your soul cannot grow if you're sitting here in something that happened three months ago or a year ago. You're literally not evolving as a human, as a person. If anything, you're you're devolving. <laughs> is, that even, is that even a word? I'm just devolving. Getting that you're, you're devolving, devolving. motherfucker. Dude, I like it. <laughs> you're revolving, whatever that means. You're going backwards. Like, because you're going to have to not push yourself back up to then start to move forward. So if you're feeling like you're fighting everything and and it can be in your relationship, it can be in your work, it can be with your family members, it can be with friends, it can be writing a book that you feel you've always needed, anything, it can be anything for anyone specifically. Whatever you see there in the future that's different, you need to work your way backward and figure out what can I do today to make something different. And the most important thing is to celebrate each victory. So you set things up little by little. Today, I'm going to drink a bigger, and I always use this as an example. I'm going to drink another glass of water. So I'm going to put that glass of water next to my bed when I go to sleep. When I wake up in the morning, my feet hit the ground. I grab the glass of water. I drink it. I'm already implementing something. I'm giving myself the power to now do something else. Okay, the next thing I want to do, I want to start working out in the morning. Okay, so now with the glass of water comes a pair of shoes and a pair of socks and the shorts and the shirt. Maybe you even go to sleep in those clothes so that in the morning you don't even have to put that much work into it. It's just I've putting your that. socks. Yeah, it works. It freaking it works. You don't have a choice. You're stepping into your shoes, literally. Have you ever right? heard of Mel Robbins? Have you ever heard yes, of Mel Robbins? I love her. Five four three Five, four, two, one. one. Bam! Get the fuck up. That 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 book was amazing. Her talk was amazing. It was like not rocket science, but it's just like, and I love how she talks about the distinction, like five, four, three, two, one, before your brain has an opportunity to say, oh, well, it's comfortable. Maybe I'll get a few more minutes sleep. It's like, I know I need to get up. And I've done that so much. I'm not perfect at it, but when I really implement it, it works great. It's like, oh, I should really go, just go do it. And I just- like, and, it, and it works the same reverse. When you catch mm -hmm. yourself going down those rabbit holes, five, four, three, two, one, this is what I want to think about. Yes. You can use it for that too. Yeah, her, she's brilliant. And- Listen, guys, none of us made this shit up, all right? We all say the same shit in a different way. It's all the same. Why? Because someone is going to listen to Mel and relate to her better. Someone's going to listen to me and relate to me better. Someone's going to listen to Chris and relate to him better. And the point is that the, it's always the same message. You need to take responsibility. You're in control. And we're just here to give you tools to do it. But in the end, we're not... Listen, if I got paid to work out for the people that contact me that want to lose weight that don't do it, I would be one rich and two like lifting cars over my head by now. All right. Because it's just 
but it doesn't work. I can't do it for you. I can only lay out a plan, but you still need to get up every day and decide to do it. Absolutely. And, 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 and the reason why Chris and I work, I'm sure you work the same way, where, where we really look at what the client needs. What do you need? Because I may, I have clients that are super responsible and we talk once a week. I don't need to be babying them during the week, sending them good job, get it done today, Wednesday. But I have others that I need to do that to every day. Yep. And I'm okay with that because that's what they need. And as a coach, it's not up to me to figure out what's going to work for them. It's only up to me to do it so that I support them in the way that they need. But right. the main thing is, even if I'm supporting you every day, you're still having to get up and do it. Me still writing you that one text isn't going to make a difference. So that's the biggest thing is taking action. It's understanding where am I? If you're spending more than an hour every day watching TV, you have time to sit down, even if it's in your garage, away from everyone, with a pen and a paper in front of you. What's, what's missing? What's hurting? And especially what's hurting so that you can heal. Have a good cry. Remember all that shit, but only to learn the lesson, cry it out, and let it go. I wanna, I'll give you a personal story. So I've, I've had a really messed up thing going on with my side, and it's been going on for years. And it's called Parsonage-Turner syndrome. My nerves don't talk to my muscles, so my muscles kind of got all bleh, and now I, they're, they just don't work. The other day, I got a massage by a woman who's very in tune with energy and the body. And she hit something, and she was like, you need to let this go. And I was like, how? She's like, how do you feel? And I was like, I think I need to cry. She's like, let it go, man. And I was just like, ah. And my arm is better than it's ever been. There is Shut something the fuck up. I can't even tell you. I, if isn't I didn't it? experience it, I don't think I would, I could say it, but still somewhere in there, there'd be a little bit of a doubt, but she knew she felt it. And she was like, girl, she's like, you need to let this go. And she was let like, go. something, emotion. Some, it must've been, I don't, I mean, I, I don't, don't know, know exactly like, no? what it was, but oh, I, there was something me. emotional stuck in there that, caused this like wave that I just needed to just release and I just mm -hmm. cried and she just she really created a safe space so she allowed me to feel comfortable just letting it out and I'm I cried for like 10 minutes I mean it was it was ridiculous if I don't yeah it was amazing <laughs> so you, you don't know what that what that pain was that you were letting go it was just, you know i think it had to do I, I think it had to do a lot with things that i've been healing from since i did my my ayahuasca retreat like i i've been healing ever since then and and when you when you go through an awakening with ayahuasca it doesn't just happening like it doesn't just slap you in the face like some of it will like unconditional love slapped me in the face like it like there was no other but there's been smaller things like, like how much we hold uh, emotions in our body and how much we need to let that go in order to love. Like that is love. Unconditional love is you looking back at your own shit and the, your own fuck ups and being able to say, I'm sorry, but for me, and it's okay. And I forgive you. And you fucked up bad, <laughs> but you're here doing much better and more able to move forward because we're not that person. We are this person. And this person knows, thinks, and sees the world through different eyes. 
So do you think you could have had that experience had you not done ayahuasca? You know, because of this woman, maybe, yeah. But I I, I just connect more. What, ayahuasca or the massage? (laughs) (laughs) No, Um, ayahuasca, it's interesting because I've, I've watched a bunch of documentaries on it. I'm scared to death of doing it because I know that I am past master at suppressing stuff. I've gotten better about letting it go. <clears throat> but that's why I was asking you, like, how did you know what it was? Because I've had so many people tell me like the pain in my back or the pain in my hip. They're like, that is most likely some sort of emotional thing that you have stored up in your body. I'm like, mm. okay, I would love to release it, but I don't know what it is. And so people yeah. have said, you know, shrooms, MDMA, ayahuasca, I've had a bunch of friends do that. So I've considered it, but I'm scared to death of what it would bring because I'm so good at suppressing that stuff. Uh, so, yeah. How was the journey for you? Oh, it was intense. <laughs> um, uh, for me, it's a little different. I've, I've done hallucinogenics before, so I kind of sort of knew what to expect. I have done mushroom. I have done acid. I've done MDMA. Um, I, it was a big part of my how I grew up. I grew up as a raver kid in the 90s, so that mm-hmm. was my youth. My youth was full of love because in the 90s, it was all love, and I think that helps shape the fact that I'm this way. I'm like... I know that people have the potential to be all love. I've experienced it many times with thousands of people who, because raves are not the same now that they were then. I would never go to anything like what it is now. But no. back then, the the feeling, the emotion, the energy, like you could see auras, you could feel the energies. And, and so I know for a fact how much potential humans have to love, even when they have no idea what love is. It is intuitive. Love is already in us. Mm-hmm. It, I hate to say this, and you can hate me for it, and I don't care, but we all have love in us if we allow love in. How dare you say I that? I know. On my it's, show? Yeah, I know. Oh, you told me you were going to talk about love. Jeez. I know. Damn it. It's a big thing. It's all about, okay, that's what the, the biggest thing Mama Ayahuasca told me. She's like, listen, I... So I went there to see how you win the game of life. This is how ego, like, I'm still catch myself being driven by ego, you know? It's, it's just we're human, and then we laugh at ourselves. So I went there because I was like, all right, I'm starting to understand this Matrix thing. I know that life is a game. So what exactly, what do? what is our soul here to do to win this game or to, to like, level up? on the game right because mm. i because meditation alone just wasn't doing it for me like there I, there had to be something more so i went there you know mama ayahuasca how do i win the game and she looked at me and she's like you're so silly <laughs> she's like you can't win this game you either play and you and you affect it or you're just like an ant you're just moving around like a zombie just not even thinking not even sharing not even creating not even pouring energy out so i was like so so what does that mean? She's like, yeah, unconditional love. Unconditional love like, for, for who? For everything. For but everything. Most, well, right, but mostly everything. for ourselves, right? Because I think of course that's, that's one of the things that I've seen through these. We were talking earlier about the complimentary coaching calls that we do. And that's one thing I've noticed is I'm always looking for patterns. I'm always trying to figure out, okay, what what is the formula? What is the recipe for getting mm. people out of their own way? And I started listening to these people talking and it just like not even having my coaching hat, just listening and realizing how many people are punishing themselves in their day-to-day lives. They're punishing themselves with their thoughts. They're punishing themselves with their actions. They're punishing themselves. They don't even realize that they're doing it. And when I ask them, like on a scale of one to 10, how much do you love yourself? There's like a pregnant pause that I can sit there and write a half a chapter of a book and they're like, 
I love my, I love myself. Like, well, how much do you love yourself? So talk to us about that, Johanna. How, how do we get people, how do we love ourselves more? Maybe we've done some shitty things in our life. Maybe we were told we were assholes and, and dicks all of our life. And, and we just haven't had that confidence. We haven't been around the right people in our life. You know, somebody watching this, God forbid, is like just sitting there going, I'm never going to be like them. I'm never going to have that confidence. What do you say to those people that, that don't have that self-love based on, you know, horrible situations they've had in their past? Forgive. Again, it comes back to forgiveness. It comes back to learning the lesson because all of the shit that we go through happens for a reason. And, and I know it's hard to see at the moment because it's just you're in the shit. You can't think of the smell of pretty flowers when you're stuck in the middle of the shit. It just doesn't work that way. That thought just can't seem to manifest itself in a reality. So the most important thing is forgiveness. Look, look at... And I can't say I've always been rainbows and butterflies. Like the reason why I found my passion was through depression because I got out of school and I couldn't find a job and I was beating myself down and I went through a really bad depression and they wanted to put me on medicine and I didn't want medicine. I didn't, I was like, listen, fools. I'm like, I'm not chemically messed up. I'm in a bad situation. Your pills ain't going to change my situation. I'm not doing it. So what can I do? Well, the first thing they told me was to work out. Which by back then I was like, wait, what? I'm like, you call me fat? <laughs> it was one of those things where like I just wasn't expecting that to be what they were gonna say. And they're like, no, you know, the endorphins in your brain, they're released when you work out. And I was like, mm-hmm. how come we're not taught this shit? And yeah. I went somewhere and I yeah. learned and I was like, <clears throat> You mean that I like I don't know anything about my body? Like I don't know anything about how I put something in my mouth and I have fingers based on what I'm putting in my mouth. I put something in my mouth and there's this energy that, like, I don't understand how it all works. Why don't we understand that? And my passion was born out of the fact that in two weeks in this place that I went to, it's called the Hilton Head Health Institute, place freaking changed my life. I went two weeks and I just, I walked out of there a new woman because I was like, now I'm on a mission to teach people about health and fitness and and I'm going to go to schools and and teach i've always wanted to teach kids my thing has always been like you gotta start with them small man because by the time we're this age changing sucks (laughs) we're so used to our patterns (laughs) but yeah but it starts with understanding that when make decisions you can only make those decisions based on what you know and what you've lived and what you've experienced thus far and how you feel and how you feel when you step out and you become a different person, you can't hold yourself accountable for the decisions that that person made going forward. You can only start to make decisions based on how you want to see yourself and how you want to become and what you want to do. And it's not easy, but when I went to that place, I didn't start changing people outside of me and pointing fingers hey you need to do this hey you need to do that no i went out there and i learned how i should be eating i learned how i should work out and i went out and i learned how different people work out based on different conditions that they have because i realized not everyone was like me so it takes looking in before you can want to change anything out and and the issue that we're having right now is that not only are we not loving ourselves we're not even giving time for ourselves to be with ourselves, to get to know ourselves, to even know what is messing us up to begin with. 
How about that for complicated? Most people come to me and they don't even really know what's wrong with them. They say, Johanna, I just feel like there's something missing. I'm like, yep. well, uh, shoot, I, you know, let's figure this out. Cause I can't work with, there's just something missing. We got to find this, make it concrete. So let's start, let's start digging from little, from little, little. Like your relationships with your family, your relationships with your friends. Because you know what? It's not only forgiving ourselves. It's also forgiving the people that have led us to put these boxes, not only for ourselves, but to people that come into our lives. Because yeah. how many times do we not get into a relationship and we basically treat that person and are fearful of the thing of things based on our past relationship or the last relationship that we were in? Well, how fair are we being to this new person if we're holding them accountable for things of another person so huge that, like that, that say that again say that again because i have said that so many times it's like people sit there and they say oh i'm never going to find a great relationship and i'm like well if you say that you're never you're never going to find that great relationship mm. and if you sit there and predispose the next person that's going to come down based on your last five relationships like oh let me see if this guy's an ass let me see if this guy's mm. a let me see if like if you're going in with that 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 speculation and that energy then chances are that person's gonna be like wow you're a nutbag i don't even want to be around you so that is so massively important thank you for saying that yeah and and sit down Again, I'm all about sit down and make notes, but sit down, write notes. What would you like in that person? Because this is the thing also, if you're consistently being like, oh, my ex did that. If I meet someone, I'm nervous that, my, that they're going to do this. And I guess who you're going to attract? Yeah, the mirror of your ex who did the mm -hmm. same shit that your ex is going to do. Because what you are putting out in the universe is that past vision. You're consistently holding on to that vision. Yep. The way that manifesting works. Manifesting is believing and acting. Yes. The belief is having that vision of what you want and believing that that can happen. And then taking every opportunity to act to get to that space. But in order for you to believe in something, you need to know what to believe in. So you need to create that vision. You can't just sit there and, and just think that things are gonna change if you don't even know what you want them to change to. The way that the universe works, you have a direct line, direct connection to whatever the hell you want to call it. God, universal source, universal intelligence. It's imagine like a string that's going into you from, from the ether, okay? This string is listening to your vibe and your energy and what you're sending, but it doesn't really understand negatives. It only understands what you see. That's the trick. Every time you're like, I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want this, all it sees is this, 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 okay? So it doesn't get the negatives. So whenever that I don't want and a vision comes, whatever the vision is, that's what you're sending up the, the string. Unless you change the vision that you're sending up that string, the string cannot communicate to the universe what it is you want. You cannot get what you want if you don't know what you want. What are your desires, your deepest desires? Something that, that even if it's weird, even if it's something that nobody would understand, don't tell anyone. If you, if you don't think they'll understand, just keep it to yourself. This is something for you. It's something just for you. No one else needs to be involved. And just feel it, be with it. And make sure at the end of it, that it's something that can help humanity. And if it can in some way, share it. 
make sure that it can't hurt anyone just because right. you know gotta gotta throw that mm-hmm. disclaimer out there exactly Has- hashtag make sure it's for good <laughs> <laughs> i know i tell people all the time fly your freak flag i, I talk to people like oh well, i'm afraid of me. i'm like I'm a guy with a bandana who swears on a show called Ron and scripted, whatever, just be who you're going to be. Cause then the universe is going to, is going to open it up for you. And it's so true what you said, Johanna. And I'm so glad you said that because one of the things that I deal with the coaching clients and you basically just eliminated to it is like, what is, what is, what is it that you want versus what you don't want? You know, and I'll sit there and ask somebody I'm like, what is it that you want? And they'll be like, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, I want to be, I want to be, you know, I want to have money. I want to be in a good relationship. I'm like, what do you don't want? They come up with 75 things like, bam, I want, this, I want this. And I said, all you have to do is take what you don't want, flip it on its ass. And that's what you want. Like, I don't want to be alone. Okay. I want a relationship. What is it going to take to have a relationship? Maybe I need to work on my own relationship skills. Maybe my listening skills suck. Maybe my last seven relationships told me you never listen to me. Maybe that's why I got to go read some books and like, take, you said, take responsibility responsibility for that, that when you say that vision, what is your, what is your roadmap for creating that vision? I have, I have something in my mind that I work with, but what's your roadmap for creating that vision for people who don't, who are kind of just like, I, I, I know I want something different. Well, the main thing is this, if you know everything that you don't want, like you said, you can flip it in its head and figure out what you do want because visualize, for example, if you're lying next to someone at night and, and this is how specific do you want them to snore? No? Write that down. Like, be that specific. I want someone who has these qualities as a person, who sees the world in this way, who has these values, you know? Um, I found myself in all these weird dates and all these characters coming into my life, and I wasn't asking the universe for anyone because I've never been the type of person that has needed to be in a relationship. But after having three very failed attempts at them, I sat on my couch and I told the universe, I was like, listen, man, don't send them my way anymore unless they're this, 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 and this, because I don't want it. Because I don't want to waste my time because I don't need this. I don't need this. And you're sending all these people into my life and I don't know if I'm supposed to learn lessons from them or whatever the hell is supposed to happen, but these are not people that I can spend my life with. So if you're going to send me someone that you really think that is going to be, then send me the one and send, and, but what is the one? So the one is someone who's open-minded. The one is someone who's questions everything. And when I met my husband, I mean, I married him within three months. So yeah, he was the one. He was everything that I put out there into the universe in terms of Everything. I mean, I can't even tell you. Like, like every single thing that I asked is there. So it works. It totally works. And to, to, to the point where, like, I put it out there and I didn't even think about it again. Because I was more focused on the universe not bringing me anything else at the moment. Because I was working on so much that when he stepped into my life, I was like, that was quick. <laughs> were you ready for it? Or were you like, oh, no. my God, this is too good to be true? I mean, going from all the situations you had, did you, because I can hear it, I can hear people in my head right now watching the show going, oh, yeah, okay, right, sure. Um, yeah, what, it, it, I mean, I hear people sitting there saying, well, I want to be too picky and, you know, as long as they have these qualities, but you're saying just put it all out there and um, don't be scared when it shows up because the fear of well, success. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't specific about physical qualities. Hmm. So I, I, 
I didn't want the universe. Well, there it's it's hard to get a specific bundle when you put too many things out there. I was yeah. more focused on what kind of conversations am I going to have at night? But see, everyone sees the world different. Like I, I wasn't expecting it, but I knew that it had landed on my lap. It, one of those things. And, and I mean, he's 39 and I'm 37 and neither of us have been married. Neither of us ever wanted to get married. So ne neither of us saw the need until we realized how much more we could evolve as souls in this existence as people together because of what we knew how we understood the world to be and how open-minded we are. I mean, we were listening to exactly the same things and that's what I asked for. I wanted someone who, who knew who Alan Watts was, who knew who Rupert Spira was, who knew who El Cartole was, who, who could talk about duality and non-duality and, and could talk about planes, that could talk about the fact that there very well could be a whole nother world in this world that we just can't see or hear or figure out with our senses that could be happening just simultaneously and that you can't deny any of it and to be open-minded enough to have a conversation about it. That's the shit that just makes me happy. I love having awesome conversations like that. Even if they're rabbit holes that are so slim of a possibility, just the fact that we, you can have that conversation, it, that's what fills me. So the fact that this person was in that exact same space meant that the universe really was listening, you know? And, I, and what shifted was that instead of me being like, oh, since I don't care about a relationship, you know, whatever, if a guy asks me out, I'll go out, I'll give it a... It went from that to, all right, I'm tired of this. Give me this. And here you go. Boom. So the, sh the shift is always the same thing. Where is your focus? If your focus is in what you don't want, you are literally attracting what you don't want. If you're, we are creators. Our focus must be on what we are attempting to create. Therefore, just shifting from the past or the problem or your story. I mean, I talk to prisoners all the time. And my biggest thing is you are not your fucking story. Do not go out there Damn. defining yourself as, oh, you know, I was a felon. I, who the fuck cares that you were a felon? You fucked up and now you're a different person who's learned new things, who's now a minister that owns a company. Like, why isn't that? Like, one thing is you using it to say, this is where I was and this is where I've been. But another thing is for you to basically define yourself as this person. You are no longer that person. I'm sorry. And if you see yourself that way, then there's something that you need to change. Chapters because, in a book. Yeah, because I don't see them that way. And, and it, yeah, yeah. Chapters in a book. That's why I, that's why I talk to people about it. They're like, and I look at it same way for my life. I look at over my life and how much I've grown and changed. And, you know, sometimes we have to leave people behind as a result of that because we do grow and some people just stay complacent. But when I sit there and I look about it, I'm like, it's chapters in, in my life. Like my one chapter in my life ended November 7th of last year. Great chapter, 26 year chapter, corporate career. And now this new chapter is opening. So it's like, it's almost like, you know, like a scene in a movie. I tell people it's like a movie. You don't want to watch the movie and see the same scene over and over again, right? It's not Groundhog Day. You want to change that movie up and you change that movie up yes. by the different, by the different things you focus on and the different things you desire. And I love how you said, focus on what it is that you want. Because something I've been doing for the last, as I've, as I've, as I'm becoming more, I guess, enlightened, spiritually enlightened, I guess I can say, um, is, is that power you were saying that string to source. I've never been a religious person. I don't classify myself as a religious person. I classify myself as a spiritual person. I believe in all different religions. It's like, if it works for you, if the crown works, whatever works for you, works for you. Great. Connect into that. 
And for me, I've started over the last couple of months as I get up in the morning. And the first thing I do is I always say my gratitude before I even open my eyes. Even before I open my eyes, I'm like, okay, I woke up. My son's asleep in the next room. I'm healthy. I have a, a beautiful home. I have an opportunity. For, and I every every morning I say what I'm grateful for for that day. When I go to sleep, I say everything I'm grateful. Like tonight, I'll go to bed and I'll say, wow, I'm so thankful for Johanna. I mean, she's such a fucking spitfire. I can't wait to do more shores with her. I can't, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful for the coaching client that I talked to a little bit before who said I saved her life. You know, it's a, I'm going to go to bed tonight, and all these things. And then when I get up in the morning after the gratitude, then I say my intentions. And this is the most valuable part. It's like, I, I intend, you know, and I ask, and I ask for guidance. My, my coach asked me, she goes, ask your spirit guides for, for, for evidence. Ask your spirit guides for anything that you want. And I'm like, that sounds so fucking hokey. I told her that. I'm like, it's that's nuts. hokey. She's it's like, nuts. I want you, I want you to say spirit guides. I want you to send me high paying clients. I'm like, huh? What does that do? That doesn't do anything. Yes, it does. It, it's crazy. It is so crazy, Johanna, how many things <laughs> in the last three or four months, just from saying, putting the intentions out there, I say, uh, put me in, put me in contact with the people I'm supposed to meet. Yes. I have met so many people. It's blowing my mind, <laughs> blowing my mind. How many people I'm meeting? And I just keep putting it out there. Yes. It's so massively valuable. And it, and it works. It's crazy. Like, um, I did the same thing. I told the universe, like a couple of people came to me and they really couldn't pay me. And I was in a weird position and I sat down and I told the, you know, I was like, listen, I know that I'm supposed to help these people. If you want me to help these people, you put money in my bank account because I want to help these people and I want to help them for whatever they can pay me. Like that, three grand in my bank account. Like it's just, it's just works. It works. If you just put it out there, it works. And then I got another client and then I got another client. And now I'm working with this one that I'm building the business with. I already told her, I'm like, girl, I'm like, when we get this going, I want to work for you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I want a cut of that. I want a percentage of that. And I want to work for you because I see the potential that this company has and there. And if I can help her in any way, I want to be a part of it because it's that amazing. But you need to put out there what you want. If you're just saying, I want to make money. Yeah. What are you going to do for that money? What are you willing to do for it? Because the universe doesn't work for you. You work for the universe. Let's get that really straight and why. In order for you to get something, you need to do something. And yes, you may ride out some karma from your last lifetime. But if you mess it up in this lifetime, good luck in the next one. And if you don't believe that, that's fine. It doesn't matter. But our karmic law means that we need to act in the way that we wish that people would act with us. Right? So it's just getting straight. What do I want? Who do I want to become? And visualize that and fully visualize that so you can send the right message to the universe. It will and it can give it to you. You just need to know what it is and you need to recognize when things are coming the way, the way that they need to because many times we get so stuck on our vision that we get blinders to the goal and we forget that the universe can only present opportunities for us the way that it can kind of manifest things working with each other. Because it's not just you. you. Other things need to come to place. That's why we are all one. Nothing happens without something else happening. It's, it's not cause and effect. A cause created the effect and it happens simultaneously. It just may take a little time to get from point A to point B, but time is a construct of our minds. So once you start understanding all of that and just really opening your mind up to that, then you can start to focus on this is what I want to create in my life. This is the legacy I want to leave for my children. And right now there's no better time 
for you to start a podcast with your kids. I don't know. Uh, um, start baking with them uh, and mm -hmm. start giving it away. Just giving it away. The muffins to all the houses. Who knows? Maybe someone that has a connection with Krispy Kreme will take the recipe. You just don't know what can that happen. So true. You just don't you, know. You never know. And that's one thing I wanted to ask you about was how, when you were just talking about it a second ago, what's your, what's your, what's your thoughts on, you know, people are watching this and they're like, okay, these guys are all charged up and they've got it figured out. What is your aspect on, because I've, I've, I've given this advice before and I'm, I'm questioning it now, but do you subscribe to the fake it till you make it kind of situation? Like I, I tell people now a little bit differently. I'm like, <sighs> you have to ask yourself, who do I need to be right now in order to achieve the things that I want? And I tell that to people like, okay, put it in your mind. Like who is somebody that you idolize that has that confidence, that has that ability to speak in front of people or whatever it is that you're lacking. Talk to us about that. What do you think about that? Is Cause I, I'm, I'm stuck now. I'm like, do you want to fake it till you make it? Or does that wind up being, you know, a false leader? Uh, I just, I, I, I think maybe the wording can be off because fake it till you make it may give someone the impression that even if they have nothing to go on, if they maybe can throw enough shit and have someone believe them that they can get through it and see what happens in the end. Right. So instead of fake it till you make it, it's more like, where are you the best at? And you may have to do certain things to kind of get somewhere with it. But if you're already an expert, so for example, let's say that uh, I'm a financial expert and uh, I just got divorced and my husband didn't work and took all my money and I really need to, I feel the need to now educate other people on why this shouldn't happen and I want to create a course about it, but I don't have the money to create the course. So I can fake it till I make it in the sense that I can put feelers out there and be like, I'm going to do this course. I'm going to sell it and I'm going to do a pre launch for the course. I'm going to do a 20 minute live. That's going to describe to everyone what it is. And I want you to sign up that day. And the course is in a month and I'll use that money to make the course. And then, so that kind of fake it till you make it is all right. Because mm -hmm. you're not making something up that you're not an expert in. Right. However, just being like, well, this person doesn't know this. And I know a little more. And even though I'm not an expert, because I know a little more, I can teach them. That's dangerous. Yes. Because if that person is smarter than you, they're going to catch up. And you're then fine. they're going to be like, <laughs> dude, what? Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, so. Fake it till you make that. it can get scary. So, so I say if you're doing it in a way that's smart and it's not you faking what you know and you're actually an expert, you're just attempting to move forward and you're attempting to figure out a way, there's creative ways to do it. So it's not faking it. It's, it's get creative till you make it, I think, is, is a better way to say it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll tell you right now, I've done my fair share of, I shared with you guys how I started my racing school. Mm -hmm. I didn't have money for marketing. I had no money for marketing. I just didn't. So I went to the racetracks and I was like, listen, let me put a table out here. I'm only charging 25 bucks. I just want to get in the car with them for three laps. Just let me do that. And, and I promise that when I have my students, I'll bring them to the track that I got them from. So if it was the track at Ponce, I'll teach them at that track. So I need to rent the track for a day, get the gas there, and then I'll be paying you something 
for doing the actual class. So all of them were sure. I mean, I'm, I've made friends and, and stayed friends with enough of those people where just asking was enough. So I sat, put a table, put a bucket, 25 bucks, and I'll make you faster. I didn't have a course. I, I just had my one go-kart that could fit only certain people that were a certain height at that point in time. So I, but I knew enough. I had been through three schools and I knew exactly what I was going to teach. And I just needed the money to finish putting everything together. And it worked perfectly. So it, like, I didn't fake it because I knew that when I sat down in the car, I was going to make them faster. And I knew when they signed up for my class, I was going to be able to accomplish, which was coaching them to be better drivers. I just didn't have the ability to advertise and get the word out any other way. So that was creative, getting really creative using my own equipment and figuring out how to market for free. But I don't consider it faking it. I mm. had to start my school somehow. That's a um, hustle. That's hustling. That's, I mean, that's grit. That's, that's determination. That's hustle. That's unstoppableness. That's resourcefulness. I mean, yeah. so many people, I tell people now, I'm like, if you don't know what to do, go take your lawnmower around the neighborhood and offer to mow somebody's lawn for five bucks. Yeah. You may mow somebody's lawn who sits there and says, Hey, what do you do for a living? Oh, Hey, I'm a general contractor. Oh, by the way, I have a house out in Havasu. I need to be rebuilt. You, you, you never know what connections are going to, are going to happen. And like you said, hustle, you know, get out there and, and just try it. I mean, play with it, have fun with it. So many people, like I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, you make tamales. Why don't you start selling tamales out of your house? Well, I don't know if you could do that. Well, guess what? You can Google it and figure the fuck out. And then that maybe you can figure this out and you can figure this out and you can figure that out yeah. and everything figure outable Maria yeah. for, for Leo for Leo. Yeah. That's a great book. I love this. Yeah. And, and, and that's the main thing. Be, don't be scared. Don't be scared yeah. and yeah. ask, get your asking gear. That's what my mentor Patrick Carney always says. You got to get your asking gear. Asking it's, gear. it's, yes. it's huge because, um, I mean, if you're, Oh, I'm too scared already. There's a no, that, yeah. that's a no. Cause you didn't take a chance, but Asking, you give yourself a 50-50 just by asking. So you go from zero chance to 50% chance like that, just by three or four words. So, uh, yeah, always ask when you, when you don't understand something. I always tell people, I'm willing to give you a lot for nothing. I may have a conversation with you and give you enough for you to be able to take it on your own and do it. And God bless you. Have fun. And if you ever want to reward me in the end, I'll happy we will probably share it forward a little more. Pass it on, right? So the important thing is when you ask, you give yourself the chance to learn. And you give yourself the chance to get someone else involved in whatever it is that you want. And start sharing it. Be open about it. I know, I know a lot of people get scared about someone's going to take my idea and this and that. That is a state of lack. It is a state of fear. It is a state, you're not, I mean, that's just, you're not asking for anything. You're not getting anything. You're not sending the right message anyways, if that's, because unless you're connected and you're sharing and you're open about it, and if someone steals your idea and they do it, then guess what? It was probably theirs to create to begin with then and just move on and figure out it, you know, because you can't stay bitter either. Mm. No, you can't. And that's, that's one thing my coach taught me was she goes, she would sit there and tell me like, Chris, you're in survivor mode. I'm like, what do you mean survivor mode? I'm not in survivor mode anymore. I've already accomplished what I need to accomplish. I mean, I'm accomplishing more, but she's like, you know, it was about, it was a matter of perspective. She's like, stop being a survivor and start being a doer and start mm. trusting yourself, start trusting the universe, start believing in yourself more than you have. Start believe, take the belief that I have in you that you're going to accomplish what it is that you want and move with that. 
right? You know, taking somebody awesome. else's belief and using that as power. You know, it's amazing. Those little, those little shifts. I'm like, I used to be massive about, okay, how can I get this person to really shift? And now I think, and I believe that if you could just get somebody just to shift a couple of degrees, you know, we think about a boat or a plane, if they're a couple of degrees off and they're going to Washington, DC, where are they going to wind up? You just shifted a couple of degrees, you know? And I think the things that we've said, I know the things we've said tonight uh, are massive in the fact that if, if you guys out there are watching this, really take into heart, like, what are the three mm. things that I can take from this interview, this discussion and implement in my life? You know, maybe that I'm not going to be a victim anymore. Maybe I'm not going to have a scarcity mindset. I mean, what, what, are, what, are, what, are, what are your final thoughts to take us out of this? I mean, I could sit here and talk to you forever, but. Oh, I, I know. I love this. You and I vibe. I love, I love how we vibe. Oh, three things. The most important things during COVID. Um, or just in life. Just, 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 if, you, if you're, if you've got it, you've got it. You've got, let, me, let me put it this way. You have a microphone to the world right now. Everybody's listening and watching Johanna. And they're like, what can, what can I do? How can I, how can I have a kick-ass life? How can I have an unstoppable life? Uh, become aware of where your thoughts are. That's number one. Uh, take ownership of them and focus them. In order to do that, you have to figure out exactly what you want. So those three things. Sit down and reflect. And it may take weeks, by the way. This isn't something that you just sit down in an hour with a pad and you're like, no, I know exactly what I want in my life. It may take weeks. It may take you crying and reflecting on things that hurt you or things that have stopped you and mistakes that you've made and then crying over the mistakes and then forgiving. So it may take like a little bit of an emotional roller coaster within you. But figure out what you want. Make the steps. What can I do today? Even if it, even if you have no idea, go out there, start looking, get online, start searching. And then, yeah, just focus your thoughts. The main thing is be become aware, become aware of where your mindset is and really start to focus on what you want in your life, what you're trying to, to what you're attempting and desiring to, to bring in and achieve and, and who you want to be and what you want to accomplish so that the universe can see that and it can help you achieve that. Bam, 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 bam. One thing I would include with that and it's based on something we said, Jonna, is that vision. When I think about that vision, one of the things that I look at that helped me back in 2008, I was sitting at a funeral for a coworker and I was at the back of the church and, um, and they, all my friends were getting up there eulogizing our coworker. And my friend Dave Riley got up there with his, his big pink tie and he started crying. And, and I was just sitting there and I looked up there and I'm like, okay, if I died tomorrow, who would show up and what would they say? Yes. And at that point in my life, at that point in my life, you know, most of my friends at that point would have been, knew me for who I was. And so I figured they're going to show up and they're going to say, oh, Chris is a party animal. Chris is a joker. Chris is a smart ass. Chris is chases girls. You know, Chris gets into trouble. Um, Chris is a coach. You know, there would have been some good things in there, but I'm like, you know, this lady, I didn't, I knew her, but I didn't know her that well. They were mm -hmm. going to be like, oh, Anne used to do these secret little things. And they were just like all these special little things that made her life so significant. Unfortunately, she passed away mm -hmm. from cancer. And I sat there and I'm like, you know, I don't want to be remembered for all that. I mean, it's a part mm -hmm. of my life, it's a part of my journey, but now I've done so much more. So I went home and I thought about it as I was driving home and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go home and write my eulogy. And it's something that just popped into my brain. Powerful. I home, yeah. I went home and I took a yellow pad of paper. I could still see me doing it. I sat right in front of my computer and I just started writing. <clears throat> and it was like, you know, Christopher Ross, blah, blah, blah. And I just kept free writing, free writing, free writing. And then I got to this part where I said, you know, I was like thinking in my mind, how can I encapsulate all this? And I said, mm -hmm. Christopher Roush will have fought for what was right, and what was fair. He will have risked for which that mattered. And he will have left the earth a better place for who he was and what he did. 
And as soon as I did that, and I went back and I and I read the whole entire thing, you know, I'm a crier. I, I cry at movies and stuff like that. I had tears running down my face because I was like, holy shit, what a life. And that got me so charged up. That same year, I started my company, Master Motivators, took my coaching seriously, my speaking seriously, my consulting seriously. And I was just like, okay, this is who I want to be. I want to be remembered mm. for this, this person. And so every day, I've got a roadmap to guide my decisions. Like, Chris, is this going to make it? Are you fighting for what's right and what's fair? You know, thinking about Black Lives Matters and doing all these different things. It's like, my wife came to me. She goes, you should use your platform and your voice to, to bring some of these guests on and talk about these controversial issues. And I'm like, I'm done talking about news and politics. I don't follow all that crap. I, you know, but then I thought about it and I'm like, eulogy, fight for what's right and what's fair. Chris, do you think that everybody deserves a fair shake? Yes. All right, let's start doing some shows. Let's have some conversations. You know, let's, let's call it out. So I encourage all of you guys out there, if you don't know where you're going, like you, Johnny, you said it before, look, create a roadmap and then we'll start working backwards. It's like, okay, I want to be, you know, I have a philanthropic organization, like exactly like you. I've always dreamed about having a school to help kids with life skills. It's like, you know, it might be an adjunct to elementary school or junior high or to high school, but I just want to teach them like, hey, here's how to have a great relationship. Here's how to listen attentively versus hearing selectively, you know, all these different things. So um, I can't thank you enough. I can't wait to have you on. Actually, um, you're going to be on our Friday night live show, which is going to be interesting because you're going to be on this Friday. This show that we're taping right now will air after that. But yes. um, I can't wait to continue the conversation with you. How can people get a hold of you and, and, and just be able to have that conversation with you? Because I know I'm positive that people are going to watch this show and be like, yeah, I did Chris, but wow, I want to talk to her. So how do they get a hold oh, of you? Oh, yeah. 815 uh, 501 5070. Give me a call. You just I put your phone number out there. I did. Oh, I do it all the time. Oh, please, please call me. I, I love to hear from you. Uh, good, bad, ugly. Um, if you want to cry, I'll, I'll cry with you. I mean, I just, and I'll take as much time as you need, as long as I'm not busy and otherwise we'll figure out a time, but I've been known to drive somewhere, park, and then get a call from someone I don't know and just sit there for three hours and have a conversation. I just, that's just, this is how I roll. And I love it. Like I, 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 it would, it wouldn't even be like an intrusion. It was, it's an honor to be able to, to understand what you've got going on and, and if you want to share with me and if I can give you any nuggets and help you in any way, it would be an honor. Uh, right now, I believe that we, people like you and I that have a light and have a voice, we're here to embrace those who are really lost right now. There's a lot of people who are really lost right now. There's so much unknown, so much fear. And it's, it's you and I, people that even if we're not at our best, we can stay strong that these other people look up to and, and, and that's what we're here for. Um, and don't ever think that you can't afford it or whatever. Like, like I said, if I give you instructions and you do them, I can help you with very little of my own time. I'm very good at guiding people's ways. So yeah, right now I just want to help as many people as I can. I'm really happy. I, I, I mean, coronavirus has shown me so much about this world and, and I've been able to forgive a lot more of myself and of others. And, and, and I've understood a lot more what it means to let go of that, that you can't control. And it's, 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 for me, it's been a really amazing thing. So uh, if I can share that or pay it forward in any way, please give me a call. 815-501-5070. You are amazing. You are beautiful. What's next for Johanna? I know you got some things coming up. I know there's going to be a time zone difference on that phone call, but uh, what have you got coming up? What's exciting in your life? Oh, I'm going to Ireland. I'm going to go be with my hubby. I'm excited. It's going to be such a, such an adventure. 
And, uh, and I'm rebranding my company from Life and Style Coaches. Uh, we're moving to Bay Lifestyle is going to be our new brand. And we're going to bring in Beyond Asana Yoga into Bay Lifestyle and uh, bring in the Mastermind Alliance. We, I, just, I have so many things going on and I want to marry everything because um, I don't believe in focusing. <laughs> so I'm just going to do everything I want to do. And, and I do have a business coach that tells me all the time, like, you are the best business coach and the worst business person. And I'm like, I know, I don't run my business like I would tell anybody else to run their business, though. So, I mean, that works. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so just keep, keep figuring out how to get as many people and reach as many people as I can. And, and that's what it's all about, uplifting, cool. empowering. Well, you and I are going to continue doing that massively Please. together and separately, but yeah, no. I'd... Any way I can serve you, Chris, seriously, any way I can pay you back and, and, and work with you and with your peeps in any way, if you let me know, I'm always here. Love it. I love it. You are awesome. I'm going to put you backstage for a second and round out the show and then we'll catch up afterwards. Thank Sounds you good. so much. Thank, Thank you. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. That was an hour and 18 minutes, hour and 16 minutes of pure kick-ass, unstoppable inspiration, passionate energy based on experiences that both Johanna and I have had in our, our lives, both personally and professionally with the people that we have helped and coached. And, you know, truthfully, it doesn't take much more than this episode to get you to where you need to be. I mean, Liz, I listened to this. I'm going to go back and listen to this again, because for me, it's important to continue my journey and to continue learning and not thinking that I have all the answers. Um, Johanna is great. I mean, really reach out to her. She has been a phenomenal power. I have seen her on another show before the show she was on with me. And, you know, when you find the right people and you gravitate towards them, you have to think about being limitless. You know, so many people put limits on their life and they put so many restrictions on their life and they have this fear of success or they have this fear of the journey. You know, we're alive for a reason. We're alive. One of the things I teach in my coaching is living versus existing. And I ask you that as you're watching this, as you're listening to this, I ask you this question, are you living your life or are you existing in it? Are you playing the someday game? Someday when the kids are this, someday when I have more confidence, then I'll leave my husband. Someday when this is, I'll start this. If you're playing the Sunday game, ladies and gentlemen, time, time, we're here for a second. You know, I was watching, I was reading a book. I was watching a book. I was reading a book the other day and in there, it really kind of explained how insignificant most of our worries are, how truly stupid some of our worries are like worrying about what is that person going to say? Or what is that person going to think? And da, da, da. the grand scheme of things, we're here for a nanosecond, live your fucking life, be you rock your freak flag whatever it is that you want to do. If somebody doesn't want to support it and they think it's a stupid idea, guess what? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, guess what? You need new people. That's the truth. I mean, you're like the five people you're around the most. So take a piece of paper. Here's a simple exercise. Take a piece of paper and write down the five people you're around the most and simply write next to it, positive or negative. There's no in between. They're either positive and they support you and they love you and they get you or negative. They cut you down. They don't believe in you. They, they're scarcity mindsets. They're, they're misery love company people. Then you have to wish them well. And you wish them well with love, but you continue on your journey. I was just talking with somebody just before this, this broadcast that we're doing right now. And I said, you know, listen, you know, if you, number one, like Johanna said, and I said, you have to love yourself. You have to love and believe in yourself. Number one. When I ask people like, who do you love the most? Listen, oh, my kids are first or my husband's first. It's like, no, you're first. Number one, to recap what, what Johanna said and taking care of yourself, you know, just the simple thing. How much water do you drink a day? I don't drink any water. How much of your body is water? 70%, 80%. So let me get this straight. You feel like shit. You're not doing anything. You're watching Netflix, your short-term gratifications. You're doing all these different things. 
you're ruining yourself and you don't even have water in your system. That is so stupid. I can tell myself, I drink, literally these are 32 ounces and I drink four of those. There's a little shout out from my friend, CBD, flower of life, floweroflife.com, CBD. Uh, they're great guys. But I drink a gallon of water every day. And when I don't, or when I'm dehydrated because I drank alcohol the night before, I'm not near as sharp as I am. I'm not near as uh, able to remember what it is that I'm supposed to be saying. You guys know I'm famous for that. I go off on one tangent. I forget what I'm talking about. So I know when I'm dehydrated, that's one massive thing that I could do that's cheap and feel better. So how much water am I taking in? What kind of food am I taking in? How much sleep am I getting? I have an aura ring. I track my sleep. I sit there and, okay, I can figure out all the different components that go into getting a good sleep, getting deep sleep, getting REM sleep, getting light sleep, balancing that out. You have to take care of and nourish yourself. You have to nourish your body. You have to nourish your mind. You have to nourish your thoughts, you know, and I believe that's what we got through to you today, hopefully, is nourishing yourself, nourishing your thoughts and playing with life and being an active participant in your life, right? What do you want your headstone to say? Oh, he was here? Or do you want to say, holy crap, you know, what a fucking ride. And it doesn't mean that you have to go out there and do exponential things overnight. It just means you have to start with the intentions and with the gratitude and focusing and getting the right people around you, getting a coach, getting a mentor, at the very, very, very least, getting an accountability partner, have, you know, your supposed best friend who's supposed to tell you the truth, get an accountability partner once a week, you know, check in with that person. Hey, you know, did you do five things this week? Did you do one thing, one thing this week? You have that constant measurement. You have that leverage to make yourself better and you will get better. Trust me. Look at how long COVID has been going on. It's already been going on for five months, right? Five months. You know, what could you have done in five months? How much could you have learned? How much, how many books could you have read? How much stronger and more confident could you be just out of, out of five months from just reading articles on the, inter the internet or watching YouTube? I mean, come on. It's absolutely ridiculous. So please get in touch with Johanna. She's amazing. She's amazing. As always, reach out to me, Christopher at ChristopherRoush.com. Still offering the complimentary coaching sessions. Just had one right before this broadcast was a phenomenal coaching session. Uh, reach out to me. I'll send you the link to my calendar and you can get on there and we could talk. By all means, talk to me and talk to Joanna. I mean, geez, you have resources out there. There's no reason why you should be sitting there miserable in your life, right? This is the Kick-Ass Unstoppable Show. I'm your No Excuses Coach. I love you guys. Make sure you're tuning into all the broadcasts and uh, we love you and uh, always stay classy, Cincinnati. <laughs>